Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode number 35. How do you feel about the number 35? I like it a lot better than I like the number 44. Do you? I do. It makes so much more sense. Such a nice number. It could be the number of sequels to a Star Wars movie. Could be. With this expanded universe they've got, they probably already up there. Yeah, if you like counted all the offshoot shows. Yeah, like the one I showed you the other night, <laughs> yeah. Larry Kenobi. Yeah, Larry Kenobi. If you haven't seen this, you guys need to go online and look it up. There's a YouTube comedy parody of Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and it's called Larry Kenobi, and it's really bad overdub. Yeah. And there's a scene in it where they're talking about the Inquisitors coming in, and they're like, everyone wanted to do the strut. But eventually we saw the emergence of the strut. What? took the galaxy by storm. It didn't matter where you went or how you got there. What mattered was how you made an entrance. You could tell a lot about a person from their strut. Either way, strutting was dumb. And I wasn't having it. Anyone can do it, which makes it peak poser behavior. If you would like to find our podcast online, you can do that at scarysavannahandbeyond.com. You can find us on all social media platforms at the username at Scary Savannah. And my lovely co-host Crystal is feeling a little under the weather tonight. And yet she was able to forge through the pain, write this script today, and also come here to lend her talent so that I'm not doing this by myself tonight. Yeah, you won't. You haven't seen how good this is yet. <laughs> this is what I'm excited about because I haven't read it yet. I know what it starts off as, but I'm really hoping by the time it gets near the end, it's turned into a crazy fever dream Just from an actual fever. fever. <laughs> It'll start off with a certain kind of ghost. And by the end, we're going to be in a Nancy Drew novel with Scooby and Shaggy. And for some reason, the Jetsons. No, I'm pretty sure it's pretty cohesive. So as I was saying, my lovely wife really needs some help to fuel her writing abilities and her time of sickness. If you could be so kind as to donate to her coffee fund and purchase her some coffee, which you can do to support the podcast by going to our website and clicking on the icon in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, and you can buy her coffee, and she would be so very grateful for that, and it also helps to support the podcast. Thank you for staying on task, dear. Sorry. So, being that this is the first episode of the month of July, that means what? We have a merch winner for June. We do have a merch winner for June, and we appreciate all of you who entered. Yeah, we had a lot of entries. We did. And if you don't win this month, that doesn't mean you can't win next month. So, if you haven't won yet, just keep entering. Yeah. You only need to enter once a month. And you have your choice of the merch, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode. Announcing our winner for this June giveaway, my lovely wife will do the honors. It's Angie Crosby. Do you have some clapping this time? Indeed, I do. Great. Thanks for entering and listening to the podcast. For that, you're a true winner. <laughs> that was really short. <laughs> I know. It's it's abrupt. It's cinematic. Oh, you know, okay. it's very themed. So we will be contacting you to ask you uh, what you would like to have from the merchandise giveaway. So, Crystal, how have you been this week? Other than being sick, 
I am getting ready for the 4th of July weekend. We have friends coming from high school. Which is why she's sick. Yeah, I always get sick whenever we have people coming. I don't know what it is. I guess it's my brain stress. It doesn't out. matter who it is. Yeah. When somebody comes here, she either gets kidney stones or just... Some sort of fever. Some sort of fever. Something. Or always. maybe I'm just making her sick, which always is entirely happens. possible also. I am very much a fever-inducing individual. You make me hot. <laughs> now I know don't you, cut that now i know you don't cut it you're having some some sickness related issues and it's messing with your brain don't cut it it's also our daughter's birthday she was born on the third of july and i love my daughter Kylie, except for the fact that she killed andy griffith he didn't die the, the, the year she was born but he died on her birthday yeah but like 2006 the audacity so kylie <laughs> Whenever you do listen to our podcast, I just want you to know I love you, but I just have not gotten over the Andy Griffith thing yet. Happy 23rd birthday, even though it'll probably be your 24th birthday by the time you ever listen to this. If ever. If ever. (laughs) She's way behind. (laughs) But we do thank Kylie because if you see our podcast art with the house on it, she actually drew that for us. She did. And under my direction, designer, of course, under my direction, of course, I'm the one that told her to put the little scary guy in the window up at the top. Yeah, that was all you. If you haven't seen that on our art, take a little closer look at it. There's a creepy looking dude in the attic, and that's my contribution. Yes, (laughs) that's why I said make it creepy and put it in the attic. (laughs) So, speaking of Independence Day, we thought we'd look into the American Revolution and see what interesting ghost stories we could find. That's where we're starting. I can't wait to see where this ends up by the time it gets to where the it's, fever kicked it's in. It's not going anywhere bad, I promise. But first, let's learn a little about the history of the American Revolutionary War, because we're an educational podcast. We are. We talk about history. And of the two of us, I've probably watched more dramas. But you slept through a I've lot of World War II documentary documentaries dramas in than color. you've ever watched. Yeah, you have. It's not really saying much, but... You know, I like the ones that were the colorized documentaries. That's what I said. Of the World War Revolutionary II. War. You know, where they got the actual footage from the Revolutionary, oh, yeah. Revolutionary War, where you've got like George Washington and he was ripped. That's why if he was in a movie today. What well, was, was that show? Movie. What was that show Remember we that just watched? Was? That was crazy. What was that? I've got to look that up. I don't know what that was. I had like all those old people in it. And the guy had was a chainsaw for a hand. Or was it real? I don't know. Maybe we're both imagining things. This fever, I swear. So anyways, Crystal, tell us about the Revolutionary War ghost. Well, I don't really know how much you know about the Revolutionary War, but I didn't know much. I knew the high points, taxes, rebellions, tea parties, declarations of independence. But after doing a little more research, I found some things I didn't know. I can't wait to hear them. First of all, the war lasted much longer than I realized. It lasted from April of 1775 to September of 1783. That's eight years. It took us that long to whoop the Redcoats. Did you know that? No, I didn't. See, I always just kind of assumed that once they signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776, that was the end. And we're like, yeah, we're a country. Leave us alone. Get out. It does but seem like that. It seems the it? British didn't give up so easily. Who knew? I wouldn't have guessed. I yeah. would have thought they would have seen them sign that document. And they'd be like, oh, no. A signed a document. Signed document. <laughs> well, we can't dispute the legality of this. We got to go tell his highness that it's over yeah so it took another several years before it actually happened or daniel boone shoots us out of a tree he's a little bit later but yeah it just it still works so it all started with the battle of lexington and concord in 1775 this is the famous battle where paul revere rode around on his horse warning that the british were coming and the famous shot heard around the world if i can't see it on a colorized documentary on netflix then i just don't believe it happened 
So the reason for this revolution was, of course, taxes. It always comes down to money. The British government was imposing all kinds of taxes on the colonists, sugar taxes, stamp taxes, tea taxes. On top of the taxes, the colonists had no representation in Parliament. So basically, they were just expected to pay taxes and keep quiet. But the colonists said, no taxation without representation. Exactly. We ain't standing for it. I guess Britain didn't take them too seriously until they started throwing tea into the harbor. I found out that throwing all that tea into the Boston Harbor cost the British about $3 million in today's money. I've never thought about the financial I didn't either. repercussions right. of the Boston Tea Party. There's actually two times they did it. Twice? Mm-hmm. Wow, they were really throwing a ball then, mm-hmm. huh? So Britain decided that they had to put the colonists in their place. The colonists, however, were not going to be pushed around so easily. They fought back and won some key battles. But the most likely reason the colonists won the war, spoiler alert, the colonists won. We did. Is because the French stepped in and became their ally. The French. I never knew this. I didn't know that. And if I did, I forgot it a long time ago. So the French were the ones that supplied the colonists with warships and men to fight, and they trained them and fought alongside them at the Battle of Yorktown, which is where they essentially won the war. That's very interesting. I didn't know the French helped us. They did. They were instrumental without Uh them. And it was, uh, you'll you'll recognize a famous name later on, one of the Frenchmen. Uh Uh-oh. And I can tell you yet. Foreboding or foreshadowing or both. Foreboding. Britain determined that continuing this war was just too costly, despite King George III's protest. He wasn't ready to give up, but Parliament was over it. This led to the signing of the Treaty of Paris in 1783, where Great Britain finally gave formal recognition to its former colonies as a new and independent nation, the United States of America. America. So did you know that? Do you know all that? I didn't. I didn't know any of that. I'm woefully uneducated. So with eight years of battles, you know there were many casualties, although the true number is unknown. I imagine it was very difficult to track such things back then. I'm imagining it's probably between one and all of the people that died. Well, there were also a lot of pandemic, epidemic things going on, smallpox, malaria, all that kind of stuff. That would have been around the time where everything was falling apart in Savannah. Yeah. So and they had a bloody battle in the revolution in Savannah. I know that much. Siege so of Savannah? I feel like... That might have something to do with the foreshadowing. It doesn't. I'm totally <laughs> You're totally off wrong. I found numerous accounts of ghosts and hauntings, but we'll touch on just a few. The first one I chose is Kings Mountain National Military Park. I'm sure you know why I chose it, since we've been there many, many times. We used to take our kids there when they were little, but I'm not really sure I even knew the significance at the time. I don't even know if I realized what war it was commemorating. It never occurred to me to even think about that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I knew it was a revolutionary war. I used to war. read all the plaques, though. I did. But, I, you know, my short-term memory, I just forget everything that I read and see and think. It's located in our home state of North Carolina. It's right on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. And the Battle of Kings Mountain was a significant victory for the colonists. The battle took place on October 7th, 1780. Major Patrick Ferguson and his group of loyalists were attempting to move into North Carolina when they were confronted by 1,000 patriots led by Colonel William Campbell. In a battle that lasted 65 minutes, Major Patrick Ferguson was shot off his horse by the patriots. I remember that plaque. Do you? I do. It's like he went on a suicide mission. He just like went barreling down the They actually have heel. the plaque where it supposedly happened. Mm-hmm. So they shoot him once and they have him on the ground and they're demanding the surrender Mm -hmm. and he refuses and shoots the guy that's talking to him. So then they just like shoot him like six more times. Well, I mean, I guess he probably expected that it was going to either end with a gunshot or a noose, maybe. So with their leader dead, the loyalists surrendered. 
157 British loyalists were killed and 28 patriots were killed. Many others were wounded. So with all this violence, it's not surprising that visitors report supernatural activity here. Why did that never occur to us? I know. I never thought of it. There are reports of disembodied voices and shouting, the sounds of muskets firing, the smell of rotting flesh, or even sulfur. There are shadowy figures spotted as well as full-bodied apparitions. Some people claim to have been hit, pushed, and scratched by unseen forces. Mm. Major Patrick Ferguson is buried here. I do remember seeing that grave. I know. Yeah, I remember that. On the anniversary of his death, many claim to have seen his ghost smiling at them or riding his horse down the path with a crazed look in his eye. Sounds very sleepy hollow. I can't say that we ever experienced anything paranormal on our trips, but except those uh, haunted leaves. You remember that we're chasing, Kirsten? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, day no. coming. Oh, no. Day coming. It our, was like, our youngest daughter, who was very young at the time like compared to three. now. I got it on video, which has been lost to time. Mm-hmm. She's running so down the cute. sidewalk and there's like a, a whirlwind of leaves. It looked like a little tornado of, of brown leaves that had fallen off the trees. And she's like, oh no, they're coming. She was terrified and you had to carry her. I did. I was such a great dad at the time. Yeah. We were always too preoccupied trying to push a double stroller up the steep hill. So that's probably why we didn't see the ghost. Yes. That you was. Imagine doing that now. That's truly the scariest aspect of the trip. Yeah. You don't realize like at least we were in our 20s at the time. So it was not a thing then. But now imagine that doing that. Pushing a double stroller. I would just leave the kids it's at a the really bottom big of the hill. hill. <laughs> it's a really big hill. I like leave my infant children at the bottom of the hill. Be like, y'all stay here. We'll be back. We're going to go up and see the monument. We'll go around the trail and come back. Come and back. Just don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, and this was the 2000s. And uh, you wouldn't have to worry about a bear running off with the kids and such. And, you know, we go up and see the nice monuments because it is up on a, on a ridge. Yeah. It, well, we should take another trip there. It's been so long since we've been and maybe we'll see a ghost this time. Maybe you'll read a plaque with me for the first time I might. In I'm interested in this now. In our marriage. Hey, I've read a plaque or two. We've walked around Savannah. There's so many plaques in Savannah. So many hey, interesting things. Hey, I've read some things. plaques. And she doesn't read them. I do. She tends to read them. Skimming. I probably retain just as much information from them as you did. Well, that's probably true, but that's not my point. You just like to stand in the hot sun and read. I want to find out why Patrick Ferguson did what he did. I don't remember him saying that on any of the plaques about how he was gunned down and then gunned down, gunned down. Yeah, he was gunned down. Like mobster style. like seven shots. If they would have just told us this place was haunted, I think it could have kept the attention of the school children. A I know, bit they took us there all the time. They took us there all the time, and we didn't care. We just like not being in school. Mm-hmm. If they'd have told me it was haunted, I'd have been like, well, I might actually even have learned some history. I feel like this is the fault of the educational system. Yeah, they should just promote everything as being haunted. I would. So, up next is the Brandywine Battlefield, located in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. It is about 30 miles from Philadelphia. Under George Washington, colonists attempted to protect Philadelphia from the British in a battle that took place on September 11, 1777. The British flanked the colonists, causing a retreat. After this bloody battle, there are tons of paranormal activity events reported to this day. People hear phantom cannons, muskets, screams, cold spots, and of course, ghostly horses that will charge at you. They disappear just before they run into you. How very convenient. I think it's terrifying. You remember that place we went and we found wild horses? On the Tennessee border of North Carolina, 
We're yeah. up on the mountains and like mist was everywhere. Yeah. And it felt like we're in a scene from the Lord of the Rings where there's just mm-hmm. a bunch of ponies and you just wait for a golem to come what out and eat you. What if those were ghost horses? I never thought about that. Much well, the same way, there? you know, I never thought about the King's Mountain Battleground being right. haunted. Maybe we saw ghost horses. It turns out this whole time we've been lied to by the educational system. Way to go, big education. Always. At Thornberry Farmhouse, where the final engagement of the battle took place, visitors report seeing ghostly figures walking around and even, your favorite, a little girl crying. Always a ghost child. Always a ghost child. Because it knows you're scared of it. So should we go visit some ghost horses? You mean ghost children? No. What if there are ghost children riding, riding horses? on ghost horses? Oh, what if it was a carousel horse? With ghost children yes. and a ghost carousel up in the mountains. I don't even know if this place has mountains. I know Pennsylvania has mountains. I don't know, but I think we should go. It's all coming together now. So many places we need to go. Now we're moving on to New York and talking about the Battle of Saratoga. There are actually two battles, 18 days apart, in September and October of 1777. These were huge victories for the Americans over the British. Ever since these bloody battles, visitors have continued to experience paranormal activity. A woman reported an encounter with a soldier who told her he was betrayed by his own men and shot. Strange orbs and mists and green lights in the sky are seen here. Others claim they are being watched or followed, but there's no one there. People see apparitions of both British and Patriot soldiers. They hear horse hooves, painful moans, disembodied voices, musket fire, and they smell gunpowder. This seems to be a common theme amongst all these battlefields. This is certainly an uplifting story for Muskets, the Fourth of July. Screaming isn't it? horses, small children makes sense. Double strollers, leaves, leaves. Last up, we're going to talk about the Battle of Yorktown or the Siege of Yorktown. This took place in October of 1781 in Virginia, and this is the battle I talked about earlier that marked the end of the fighting with the British surrendering. Huzzah, as they say. <laughs> I guess they say that. Did they say that back then? Do you think they had some cool saying that they did back then when they would, you know, win a war? Probably. They're probably like... They sang songs and stuff. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. Cool. <laughs> George Washington, along with the French army led by Gilbert du Moutier and Marquis de Lafayette. Aha, so the hand's in the other shoe. Yeah, Savannah How Connection. the turntables. Lafayette Square in Savannah is named after him. Didn't realize this. I'm glad I didn't try to read this part of the script. There's a lot of French words here. <laughs> you got to say it like this, though. You got to be like, Marquis de Lafayette. Okay. As you well know, and we've discussed on a previous episode of our podcast, I am known in some circles as French Uncle Brett. I did know that. Even though you don't speak a word of French. <laughs> <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> yeah, you do. No. So George Washington with this Gilbert dude and Marquis, this dude. <laughs> these French dudes, they defeat the British army led by General Charles Cornwallis. Even with a name as bold as Cornwallis, mm-hmm. so you don't what, mess with GW. So what he did was he marched north into Yorktown with about 8,000 troops. Uh-oh. And he got there and they set up camp and they were like, you know, we're going to do something. But unfortunately for him, George Washington got wind of this and he uh, flanked him on either side. Ooh, that sounds like a military term, baby. Yeah. I love it when you talk military. <laughs> yeah. So with the French soldiers, they had a bunch of them. It was like three to one. There were three French to every one American. So they had that many 
So it's a ratio. Yes. So the American and French soldiers together surrounded the British on both sides and at the sea. And so Cornwallis and they tried to escape down the York River. They just left their injured behind. Mm. Yeah. It that sounds work. like a sound, a resounding defeat. Yeah. So uh, it, it all failed and he had no choice but to surrender on October 19th, 1781. And this isn't the only tragedy that's happened in Yorktown. It's one of the most well-known cities in America, even though I rarely don't think I've heard of it. I've never heard of Yorktown, <laughs> Virginia. What kind of nonsense city is that? And it's like one of the most haunted. It's trying to claim our title here. Uh-oh. Looks like we're going to have to step up. Yeah, lots of Americans, British, French, and Germans lost their lives here in Civil War and the Revolutionary War. And there used to be piracy and all kinds of stuff that went on. Piracy? Yeah. Is this on the coast? Yeah. Oh. This happened before. This shows my commanding grasp of geography. <laughs> yeah, this happened before. I just said they surrounded them in at sea. That's why I said, oh, they had an ocean? Yeah, they had an ocean. They had a whole dang ocean. I remember them uh, French bought, brought their warships with them. So. See, this is why I didn't do good in school. <laughs> you can't remember what I told you 10 minutes ago. I've made that observation before. <laughs> so if you're wandering around the streets of Yorktown, you might see all kinds of paranormal activity. In this cave, there used to be smugglers because of like the pirates and all that stuff. It was their hideouts. It's also rumored that the caves were used to practice satanic worship rituals mm. in the 1970s. In the 70s. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a time when that would happen. Yeah, the satanic panic Slightly stuff. Slightly before D&D, but yeah. still satanic. I think they had D&D in the 70s. Really? Yeah. I, think I thought that was an 80s thing. but It might go back to the 70s, like late 70s. I remember Early there 80s. being a cartoon show of Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Do you remember that? I don't. It was on like the USA Cartoon Is Express. Is that where the snorks were? I think so. And it had Captain Caveman. Captain and Caveman. Those two like Jim rock and, and roll oh, women yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I hate Hanna-Barbera. I know. <laughs> so if you go to these caves, you can hear men's voices, whispers, moanings, and even the reciting of incantations. <laughs> Are you sure this is a haunting we're talking about? I believe sure. you may have stumbled on some other forbidden lore. No, it's closed off to tourists, so you can't go okay, in. Okay, this is not changing my mind. You just stand outside and hear these strange sounds. <laughs> Cornwallis Cave, check it out. I don't think so. That's next on my list to go visit. Also, you can visit the Thomas Nelson House. And Thomas Nelson was a very influential man in the 1700s. And he had this house that he inherited from his father. And he lived there with his wife and his 11 children. And when the British troops invaded Yorktown, Cornwallis decided to take refuge in this house. So when Nelson found out about it, he said, get the cannons. As you do. And shot the house up. His own house. <laughs> We're praying in this thing to the ground. Yeah, so he like killed and injured many of the British soldiers. One soldier was in the stairway and you can't even go on it anymore because it's so haunted. And like every time somebody is there, they say they see something on the stairs. So they, this is they have making it blocked me want to go there. One time the owner, and this is in the 20th century, so 1900s, they were having a luncheon and suddenly the door leading to the stairway opened. There was a strong wind and the room started to shake and something crashed into the sideboard and dishes shattered on the floor. Like I said, also the Civil War happened at the same place. Imagine that. Civilly. 
Yeah. So uh, during the Civil War, they used this house as a hospital. So, of course, you can imagine what they find. We've already seen how that turns out. Decaying, the smell of decaying flesh, that kind of stuff. And ghosts at Civil War hospitals don't like people. We found that out firsthand. Right. This one's probably like one of the malevolent ones. Ooh, we should totally not go there now. I've changed my mind. So, there's a story of a soldier who fell in love with a nurse that was taking care of him. But, unfortunately, he died before they could be together. And witnesses have reported seeing his ghost in the window of the attic, fuming and covered in blood. I thought you were going to say that you'd see the ghosts of people turning cannons on the place and just bringing it down. <laughs> that would be cool. be with the woman he loved. <laughs> so we're bringing the whole house down. So another haunted location is the Moore House. So this is where they signed a treaty, not the Treaty of Paris, obviously, because they end up going, but the initial one where he surrendered. So one of the soldiers was named John Turner, and he was uh, wounded in this attack. So they rushed him to the Moore House, and his wife tried to save him. Her name was Clara, but she couldn't. She was so sad that she died of a broken heart. And now witnesses see a crying woman wearing a long dress on the grounds of the Moore House. It's believed that this is the ghost of Clara Turner still mourning the loss of her husband. Yeah, I could see how you could die of a broken heart. I believe it. <laughs> so there's another location in Yorktown called Surrender Field, and it's on the Moore House property. And this is where they ended up surrendering, hence the name. Clever. And yeah, the soldiers were sad and they started singing this song called The World Turned Upside Down. I don't know what it sounds like, but it's probably a sad song. I picture blast beats and heavy metal death guitars. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it was. And these days, people report hearing this song being played, and it just plays for hours. Like, people just... Just out of the blue? Yeah. Ooh, that would be a scary thing, to be at a place called Surrender Field, and then hear, like, oh no, what is that, Megadeth? No, it's the ghost of Revolutionary War soldiers. It is. Singing death metal. They also hear cannon fire. Which like goes along with the song. Yeah. Maybe it's more it's of an ACDC kind of thing. Another ghost they report seeing here is the stepson of George Washington. His name was John Park Curtis. He was born to Martha Washington. And George Washington really cared for him a lot, but he was kind of a screw up. He was always having to get him out of his messes that he was making. Sounds like somebody that would have been in that band. He probably was. We started grunge before it was a thing. So he lived a pretty pampered lifestyle. And he decided he wanted to be a soldier because he wanted to make his stepdad proud. But he wasn't a very good soldier. And he he didn't do very well. And now it's starting to sound like a Pixar movie. Then he ended up getting really sick. And he was unable to get up. And they tried to save him, but they couldn't. He ended up dying at age 28. Wow, this would be a dark Pixar movie. Yeah. So people report seeing him. They, they say it looks like him. I guess they have pictures of him. So that's why they say it looks like him running around aimlessly and frantic. I just picture the painting being like the one we saw at the Marshall House where there's a big oil painting over a fireplace and the eyes follow you like in Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah, you brought it there. Another house is called the Diggs House. And this is one of the last two colonial wooden houses that are still standing. It's got pretty shutters. It does. There was a man there named... Dudley Diggs. Dudley Diggs. He lived there happily with his wife. However, she died in childbirth and he mourned her loss for the rest of his life, but he did remarry, but he would actually often pray to her for when he was in trouble. Kind of weird. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So he he did this up until his death in 1790. And in 1960, when the house was renovated, the workers heard cries coming from the bedroom. So they go up to the room and they see a woman hovering over the bed in a blood-soaked nightgown. Ooh. This, this is, is the 1960s, so imagine how horrified these people were, because this is way before, I like, mean, real this horror This is, movies. like, before, you know, people see that stuff now, and they're yeah. just like, eh. Yeah, now we're desensitized to it. It was a little bit, you know, seeing that, you know. Yeah. It was a little bit more striking, I'd imagine, than, you know, the average person who sees this in their home. <laughs> yeah, we see that at least once a week. Well, we do here. live in Chatham County. Other people say that they see a woman standing outside holding her arms out for help. And they think it's Martha. You won't stop praying to me. <laughs> yeah, she's just annoyed at this point. I'm just a ghost. <laughs> I ain't God. There's also a place called the Swan Tavern. And I just picture this for some reason as the Game of Thrones tavern. I don't know why. Mm. Which one? The one where that scary guy was always hanging out and Arya was there and, you know, I'm out. All I see is Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Well, Lord of the Rings was scarier. Like tavern. where that fat kid worked. You remember where they went to the tavern? Oh, yeah. And then those wraiths come in. Oh, yeah, that was And scary. then they go after Aragorn. That was disturbing. It was, actually. So this is a place where people hung out, you know, sleeping, drinking, eating, all that jazz. And it was destroyed during the Civil War. And when they evac, they actually rebuilt it. But when they were excavating it in 1935, they found a human skeleton. Ooh. Did it have a copy of the cries of the war? You know, the initial release album from that band at the other place <laughs> laying beside yeah, the corpse. Yeah, that's what he had. That's what drove him to it. And they don't know who it was, but people see, have reported seeing a cloaked man appear and then disappear before their very eyes. People think this could be one of the many that were robbed and killed for money because, you know, there was smugglers and pirates and Game of Thrones or whatnot. All that stuff going on back then. All that jazz. Obviously, Yorktown is very haunted, and I'm surprised that we've never heard of it. Well, I mean, obviously, we've heard of Yorktown, but we, I know, didn't, but we know didn't know that it was haunted. That like it was that. haunted and that it's in the running with Savannah. Yeah, there's a lot more places that you could go visit. I Probably guess we need everything to put on there. our Savannah colors. And just what are our Savannah colors? I don't know. I mean, uh, you got your Crips and your Bloods. I mean, maybe Savannah, you know, will be purple and yellow, and they can be, you know, whatever color Virginia is, red and burgundy or something. I don't know. So that's just a few of the haunted battlefields that I could find. There's hundreds, but this podcast is only about an hour. We've got many, many battlegrounds to discuss in future episodes, I'm yes, sure. Yes, there are so many. Like, just narrowing it down was really hard. I want to go to Yorktown, Virginia now. I know. Like, I was really, like, surprised. There was so much I just didn't know about the Revolutionary War. And, and there's still so I much I don't history. know. I know. Like, you'll want to go read every single plaque in the whole state. I'll even read the signs in the gas stations. You do? You know, it won't even be plaques. It'll just be like, you know, spearmint gum, 99 cents. I do wow. like to read stuff like that. That's a deal. <laughs> you I hate gum. gum. I hate gum, but, you know, hey, I'm reading a plaque. So thank you, Crystal, for that little history lesson. I had no idea that heavy metal music was born of the Revolutionary War. Who knew? I didn't, but it seems like you we've learned something all learned new something. on this podcast. I feel like we've all we've grown. All, yeah, we're, we are we've all learned. more educated. We've had a little, little cry. We've laughed a little. We've learned something about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so that's going to take us to the part where I insert a graphic, which I don't know why, but what, what we're, we're watching. watching. So, Crystal, you didn't watch a movie. We didn't. But there's a reason for that. So tell us what it is. What's the reason? The reason is a we're slack. I'm sick for one thing. Two, I had to write the script in a day. Three, what's the third reason? There isn't a third reason, but it's always good to have three. Okay. So we'll just say it's an unknown reason at this time. So what we actually have been watching all along is the Atlanta Braves. And they've been on an amazing win streak. They've won 20 games in the month of June. There were just one. And as of this recording, they may have won another one, which I think would break the record. It will tie the record. Okay. It will tie the franchise record for the most wins in a month that they can win tonight, which has already happened, but we haven't got to see yet. So it will be 21 wins. Yes. We also got to see Freddie Freeman, their former first baseman, come back and play against them because he's on the Los Angeles Dodgers now. It's very emotional for a lot of Atlanta Braves fans. He finally got his World Series ring from last year. And so it's been a really great season so far. Then he went and beat us. Yeah, he did. But not all games, just one. Yeah, he had a hit that beat us, I believe, in the I 11th think he did. inning. Yeah. So, good for him. If we had to lose to him, I would want it to be him. So, they're only four games out of first place now. And at the beginning of June, they were 10 and a half games, which is a lot yeah. behind the Mets. And that's pretty cool. And we're actually going to see a game in Atlanta in July. Yes, we are. We're going to see them play the New York Mets. And we're going to take be in first place our then. gear with us. And at least a, a broken down version of our gear and maybe do a special episode, something around the baseball field. And hopefully Crystal will get a video of me getting hit in the face with a foul ball. Well, it would be a home run. Wouldn't be a foul it would ball. Be a, it would, be home it run. would have to be a home run, but it would still hit me in the face. I don't think the stadium's old enough for it to have ghosts. Might not be, but, but maybe again, the land that it's the land built it's on. on. And that's that's true. Probably haunted. But you're going to take uh, one of the kids old gloves and try to catch me a home run ball, right? Or I'll just buy a new $300 glove on Amazon for the <laughs> no. sole purpose of going to a baseball game, which no. sounds more like me. That does sound like you. So that will bring us to the portion of our show that we like to call Layla, Layla and, and Coffee, Coffee Talk. Talk. So it's been a little quiet here lately with the dogs, right? It has. Nothing really amazing has happened this week. No new bark boxes arrived. They haven't gotten into trouble. It's been very uneventful. We did discover that Coffee likes whistling on TV. She does. There's a commercial that comes on I think it's Del. right now. And these people are whistling Bobby McFerrin's Yeah. Song. Or is that Don't Worry About a Thing? Is that what it is? Just don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't Worry, Be Happy. Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. I think that's the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the course of the commercial, one person's whistling, then another, and then several, and it builds a chorus of yeah. whistles. And the whole time she's sitting there like, Yeah, she really enjoyed that. And then I started whistling at her and she came over and punched me in the mouth. And, and then she was trying to lick your lip. mouth too. She wanted to stop at She wanted think. to lick the sound out of sure. my mouth. Yeah, we're not sure. But it's her only defense. Yeah. So I'm sure once our friends get here and the fireworks start this weekend, it'll be a much more eventful week and we'll have more to report back. Well, actually, they did have somewhat of an eventful event because the other day when you were cleaning they we had a thunderstorm oh yeah very brief thunderstorm and they are terrified of thunder as most dogs are so they both thought that i would protect them from it and got up under my desk and i have a picture of it so i'll just go ahead and post that right here you're such a good daddy you can see their abject terror on their faces as they hear the thunder and they cowered under my desk for at least 30 minutes yeah so i guess they did have a busy week 
They did. It was very eventful, very traumatizing. They're outside the door right now. Yes, they want to come in really bad. So if you want to follow us, you can find us online at scarysavannahandbeyond.com. You can find us on all social media platforms if you look for the user at Scary Savannah. Please, we ask you if you would go and leave us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. We would we love that. We got another five stars. Did you see it? Yet another one? They didn't write something, but they did do a five star. Ah, yes. So if you, you can do five stars, but you can also write something, which is even better. We love that, but we'll take five star reviews yeah. too. And if you leave us a review, we'll uh, talk about it on the air, post yeah. it on the screen and let people know. And because we really appreciate it. It's very easy to leave us a review. I know sometimes it's a little difficult to figure out how to do things, but we made it very simple for you. Just go to our website. There is a tab that says reviews. If you click on that, it says all reviews, and then it will tell you where you can go and leave us a review. And it's pretty easy to do. Even just a few short sentences would be very appreciated because we like to hear people enjoying our content and we would love to see that. So please, if you have time, we would appreciate it. And subscribe to our YouTube. And if you're not watching our podcast on YouTube yet, it's not just audio. Every single episode, we have a full video to go along with it so if you go on youtube and search for scary savannah and beyond follow us there we'd greatly appreciate that too and you get to see how beautiful my co-host is and i'm sorry for my personal appearance which is <laughs> devastating to say the least oh you look cute in your brave shirt as long as you don't look above the collar line <laughs> we also have exclusive episodes on patreon so you can also help support the podcast if you go to patreon.com forward slash scary savannah we will be adding new episodes there are several on there already been a little busy especially with the holidays coming up crystal yeah. being sick and such but we are still working on those and there are going to be more episodes coming out within the next several weeks yeah it's just that time of year again when everybody's on vacation and stuff gets crazy. You can go there and for as little as $3 a month, you can help support the podcast and you can get extra content. So it's a win-win, assuming you like my voice. If not, I'm sorry in advance and you wouldn't have made it this far anyway. So <laughs> Who wouldn't like your voice? I don't know. You've got a voice acting credit now. I do. I should have an IMDB page you at should. this point because I have been on an audio drama called A Star Fell on Zenith. That's really cool. I was a shrouded mystery cartel leader and mm -hmm. had like three lines, but still they were three amazing lines. And it'll be a recurring character, assuming it gets renewed. If they decide to move forward with it, I think that's the case. Mm -hmm. But even if they don't, it was fun to do and I can't wait to be involved in more of those kind of things, hopefully. Even if I have to write my own, which is also something I'm working on. Extra Patreon episodes. I'm an idea man. You are. I have lots and lots of ideas. Great My ideas. execution is terrible, but at least I have ideas. You heard us give away merchandise this episode to... Angie Crosby. Angie Crosby. And that means that we now have the July merchandise giveaway open. So all you have to do is go to our website, click on the giveaways tab, go and enter the little bit of information it asked for, and you can be entered in to win either a coffee mug in one of three designs or a t-shirt in several designs. And all you have to do is send your info in. You only have to do it once. You don't have to enter a bunch of times. And if you haven't won before, then you are available to win. And if you didn't win the last one and you don't win this one, keep entering because I'm sure hopefully eventually you'll win something. I'm still waiting for my Tumblr. I ordered you one. Oh, you did? I did. So I won. 
She won. I won at Tumblr. She told me she won, so she won. <laughs> but please go enter if you're interested in that. The last thing, if you want to continue my host's addiction to caffeination, please go to this little link on the bottom left-hand side of your web browser on our website, and you can buy her a coffee. Coffee cokes are expensive. They are expensive. It's like two fifty. dollars it's literally, it's price of inflation. This costs almost as much as a uh, four-door sedan, you know, <laughs> but what you going to do? And we wanted to say thank you to the Mullins who bought us several coffees this week. Yes. Thank you to the Mullins who are a very nice group of people. Yeah. And we've known them for many years and they were so kind as to buy Crystal some coffee and to support the podcast. You're not sharing it with me, but it's You're fine. drinking one right now. I did share. You just got a heart of gold. <laughs> I do. So I believe that that's going to leave us with just that one last thing. Join us next time in Savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on. But you know who don't? Probably that guy that went barreling down the hill on that horse and got shot up a bunch of times. He got mob style at the end. He got got. He got got. Let's go to Yorktown. Okay. Or is it Yorkville? To Yorktown. Yorkson. We're going to go see that heavy metal band. Let's go. (laughs) 